and from the awakened soul, <clears throat> there is no struggle of soul and body save in the minds of those whose souls are asleep and whose bodies are out of attunement. They say to me, you must needs, let me see, they say to me, you must needs choose between the pleasure of this world and the peace of the next world. And I say to them, I have chosen both the delights of this world and the peace of the next. For I know in my heart that the Supreme Poet wrote but one poem, and it scans perfectly, and it also rhymes perfectly. So, well, we'll move forward, and Brian's going to share. First. I am yep. that I am. <laughs> Is there any um, announcements, Phil or Laura, or anything coming up that we need to be aware of? Nope. <laughs> I heard a voice back there. All right. So, you know, one of the things that I've really found is probably one of the most challenging aspects of walking the spiritual path is what do we do when we have emotional disturbance? What do we do with our emotions? Why do we even experience what we call emotional disturbance or upset or discomfort? And so many times I found myself, as I go into this reaction of the emotions of being upset, that I so experience myself in a place of separation. And it's just amazing to me how fast it can take place, how subtle it can be that I even moved into that place of emotional reaction. And yet how the moment before I could have been in that river of loving where I was just experiencing this peace and bliss and just this flow where everything seems great. And the next moment I know I'm in this place of reaction and hurt and disturbance. That's always baffled me. To this day, I still have those experiences. It's just an amazing process to me that it seems like no matter how much I awaken on the inner levels and truly know myself as a divine and know myself in oneness with God, that I still have these experiences of the emotions. And you know, every time I have those experiences, it's always the same, and it's always the same process. And no matter how many times I try to figure things out, to find my way out, to do all these things, I guess I would say that the world teaches to do, to handle emotions, I never find it works for me. Ultimately, I always just come back to the same single process of just loving. Loving, acceptance, and forgiveness. And every time I do that, I'm always amazed that it always works. Sometimes really quick, sometimes it takes a little while. But I know if I give myself the time and hold to that inner focus in doing the forgiveness, doing the loving, doing the acceptance, that as I do that, I bring myself back into alignment with that divine flow. And I realize, after all these years and doing this over and over and over, that's all I really need to ever do. But even as I know that, and even as I do that, I still sometimes get stuck. And sometimes I just can't find myself 
to come to that place of loving when I'm in that place of reaction. And so I may go through it for a little while. And one thing that I just did recently, that I just listened to a guided meditation on forgiveness. Our new CD pack that came out on the spiritual tools, in there, there's a second CD with the forgiveness meditation. I listened to that, and my gosh, it worked. It just, you know, I just couldn't, I was in this place of reaction. I just couldn't seem to open within myself to that place of loving. And so I said, let me use this tool. Let me use this tool of forgiveness. And so I did. And as I listened to the words, I realized I still had to listen and follow along with what was being spoken on that guided meditation. But the nice thing was that I chose into that because I know at this point I don't like staying in a place of disturbance. And I know it's up to me to make the choice, to choose into the loving, to choose to do the work. What we call the work is the loving, is the acceptance, is the forgiveness. And it's so funny these days, I found myself saying so many times that I rarely use forgiveness anymore because I find myself just doing the loving so much, I don't find the need for the forgiveness. Because what is there to forgive if you're in the loving, where there is no judgment, where there is no fear? There is no attachment. There's just loving. There's not a need for that. But there is those times I have found, just as I have just recently, where I seem to have a hard time loving everything, doing the loving, because of this reaction within me. And so once again, I got to practice what I preach and really work with that tool of forgiveness. And it was wonderful. It was amazing that as I really applied myself, that as I did the inner work and used that tool of forgiveness, that I truly experienced an opening within me by which that river of loving once again began to flow through me. It always amazes me, and I love it so much, that as I go within and really do the inner work, that I experience, and it's tangible to me, why I literally experience like a door spiritually open up within my consciousness and where all of a sudden the loving just begins to wash through me. And as soon as it does, I feel these things let go. I feel the reaction go. I feel the disturbance go. My upset just washes and leaves me, washes away. And once again, I find myself back in that place of peace, back in the flow of loving. And you know, it's really interesting because I realize I've always experienced it literally as like a river, as a flow, go with the flow. I've always experienced the loving that way. I never really thought about it a lot. I've heard Jim always say, loving in motion, it's always a movement, out of which even God came, was simply that pure, pure loving beyond creation, and in the movement of that loving came into the being of the I am. And I've heard those words so many times, but then as I keep doing the inner work and open myself to have the inner experience of the divine, it's always been a movement. It's always been a flow. And that's just amazed me when I think about it. It's always a flow. And it's wonderful because I know, such as I've just been sharing now, that when I get in that flow, it truly does wash away that which is of the world, the mind, the emotions, the imagination, the body, and all those things that go with the world. 
And the funny thing is, it's so simple. It is so simple how we allow ourselves or even choose into becoming attached to the world. And how simple it is to simply make another choice, to choose the loving, to choose the forgiveness, to choose into that river, into that flow of loving. I'm always amazed at how simple it is. But I'll tell you what, when I am in my reaction and in my disturbance, I certainly don't seem to find it simple at those times. But yet I, I live this, I know this, I hear this. But yet it doesn't even matter if I know it. What matters is that I do it. That I keep making those choices every single day, every moment, no matter what's going on. And I have found when I make those choices, I can shift right back into that flow of loving once again, as quick as I may have gone out of it. It's amazing how easy it seems to jump back and forth to step out of the river, to step back in. But one of the bigger challenges, especially the beginning years that I started doing this pathway and doing the meditation, was really beginning to wake up and to know that river of loving, to know what that really is. How do I know it's loving and not my own desires in a movement of consciousness or a movement of energy of the mind, the emotions, of the imagination that I may think is loving, but it may not be. How do I know the difference? And I'll tell you what, I didn't really know for many, many years. But what I did discover, that as I kept doing the inner work, the loving, the acceptance, the forgiveness, in doing the meditation by loving God, that as I kept doing that, that I kept having experience. And I found that it was those continuing experiences that I learned the difference, that I learned what was of my mind, that I learned what was of the emotions, that I learned what was of the imagination and the physical body, and also that I learned what was of the spirit. It was only by doing the practice, by using the tools, by doing the meditation, doing the inner work, it takes time, it took me time to really learn and discover all these different aspects of our consciousness. The funny thing is, now I know the loving is always in it and through all of it. It's just amazing. The loving is in everything. The very substance of creation itself would not even exist or be here if it were not were for the essence of loving, the light of spirit. We wouldn't even have this creation. We wouldn't even have this existence, this realm of time and space. Spirit itself is what gives it life. So it's amazing that I discovered that there's a loving in the spirit, even in my reactions, even in the emotions, even in the imagination, the body, the mind. It was simply a process of deciphering, of discovering, of learning through my experience what is that greater purity of spirit? What is the greater truth of spirit beyond the illusion, beyond the creation? You know, I always have wished, and I continue to this day, to know my greater oneness, to know the greater truth of God. And I realize it is that wish that has carried me along 
all the way and continues to carry me along is to know the greater fullness and my oneness with God more than anything, more than anything, more than any physical desire, more than any emotional desire, more than any mental belief of how I wish things were, my ideal scene of what I'd like things to be in the world and in my consciousness, is that wish to really be and know that oneness through my experience of the fullness of spirit. And I realize that it is that wish that has carried me and continues to carry me into yet the greater awakening and the greater knowing of the greater fullness. And as I do that, I do also continue to learn more and more and grow more and more in my own personality consciousness, still discovering, still getting to practice and use the tools to keep freeing myself, to keep letting go of attachments, to keep awakening beyond the illusion, to see what the illusion is, to know what it is, and to love it. Because it is through the loving that I freed myself. It is through the loving that I continue to keep freeing myself so that I keep experiencing yet the greater expansion and the knowing of the divine. It's always a movement. Every level of consciousness has movement to it. It's just in these lower levels, it appears to be more stagnant. It appears to be stuck. But if you truly go into the greater detail, the minutia, the atomic structure, there's always movement. And such it is, a reflection, a reflection of spirit, the true movement of loving. So follow the movement, follow the loving. Don't be afraid to have the experience of even your own emotional reactions. Because in that reaction, there is a movement. It is through that movement that we truly begin to wake up, that we begin to learn, to discover, to really know what are all these levels of consciousness, what are all these experiences we go through in these bodies, in this world, through the psychic and metaphysical. That's part of the journey, folks. Don't avoid it. Don't judge it. Don't fear it. And don't make it wrong. Do love it. Do accept it the way it is. And do forgive all those areas that you may not find you can accept or love in that moment. Because you can. You just may not know that. But when you do the forgiveness, that door will open where you will know that. You will know the loving. As you forgive, so shall you love. How about that? I'm writing a new scripture right now. Instead of as you forgive, so shall you be forgiven? Uh-uh. As you forgive, so shall you love. That's the way I know it. To me, that's a greater truth. Because as you forgive, that's how we let go of all these limitations, of all these judgments and fears. And as we let go, once again, it's easier now to turn, to turn back to the spirit within, to turn back to the loving. Because sometimes when we are so focused and so attached and holding on to the world, the mind, the emotions, and the body, and our reactions, and we're so right about this, I don't care what they say, 
I know I'm right and they're wrong. It is that attachment. Even if you are right, it is your attachment to that that holds your focus into the world and keeps you from the greater knowing of the truth of who you are as spirit in that flow of loving. That flow of loving is still there, right there with you, as you, in that experience of your attachment. That's the freedom, the freedom of choice. You want to know the freedom of choice? That's it. The freedom of choice to choose. Do we want to keep doing this attachment and struggle? Or do we want to choose to let it go and choose the loving? Choose the freedom. Choose that greater oneness and knowing. Because it is only through those choices, through that freedom, that as we choose it, that we can actually experience it. It always comes back to the experience. Not what we think about it, not what we feel about it, not what we imagine it is, but what it really is. You got to go for the experience. And the only way I know is truly to do the loving. It is through the doing the loving that we actually awaken and experience into being the loving. It's kind of like those old water pumps, you know, before they had the electric generator motors that you had to pump to get the water up. But to get the water started, you had to first put water in. Didn't you prime the pump, they call it? That's what this is like. You prime the pump by you doing the loving. And as you do the loving, then up comes the loving, that wellspring, that river of loving begins now to awaken and spring up within us that we become well, that all becomes well. I even like that word well, because I know one of the names of God is L, E-L. And in well is God, the wellspring of life, the wellspring of spirit. So prime the pump. That's the way it works. Don't sit around waiting for your life to change, waiting for God to do it for you, waiting for God to transform you, to transfigure you. You do the loving. You prime the pump. And when you do that, I will guarantee that's when God will do it with you. But in order to take me up on that guarantee, and it's a lifetime guarantee, many lifetimes if that's what you need, in order to take me up on that, you got to do it, though, to see if what I say is true. I'm not going to lie to you, and I know that for myself, but you got to know it for yourself. So if you believe what I'm saying, you're still not going to know unless you do the work that you have your own experience that you know what I say is true. It always rests in your hands, but at the same time, God is always present with us, walking us through the journey. Because truly, there is no separation. We've always been one with God. We simply have to turn to the divine within 
to prime the pump, to do the loving. And in the doing of it is where we awaken to the truth of what already is. It already is. We've just forgotten. And what we share here in Airlight Ministries is simply a way to remember. That's it. There's no special magic here. It is simply a way of doing to remember the being of who we truly are in that oneness, in that, li in that liver. There I go again. It's three weeks in a row. I'm counting. That river of loving I call the liver. Loving rivers, liver. So that's three weeks in a row. That's kind of fun. So enjoy your liver and vent your spleen. <laughs> because as you vent your spleen, you allow the liver to love it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to confuse myself in a moment if I keep, if I keep going down that stream of consciousness. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the kidneys and the stuff. Okay. That's right. <laughs> And forgiveness is the greatest medicine for that detox. Truly forgive. Open the doors. That's all we have to do. And that river is always there. We're actually in it right now. It's just a matter of opening it to allow it to wash through it. I sometimes see it as if I were in the middle of a river and it could just flow right through me. But I'm in the river, but if... A part of me is not open if I have my door closed, that tenth door, the spiritual door. If that is closed, the water is washing, but it may be washing around me. Truth is, it's still washing through me, otherwise I wouldn't be alive. But the knowing of it, the door of knowing, the door of consciousness, of true knowing, is that as we open that, then that river washes through that so that we know in that way. It's still there. It's just opening the door of inner knowing that we know the inner light, the inner sound, that movement of loving. I hope at this point that you really understand when we use all these words of loving, light, and sound, that they are all the same. Because as you really experience the movement of spirit, the Holy Spirit, that is God's loving, and God's loving appears as light and sound in its true spiritual form and essence. That's why... We interchange them all the time. Light, sound, and loving. It's all one. So know the oneness. Know the movement of that loving. It is through that movement that you do awaken to the knowing. So watch for the movement of loving. And as you see it, open up and allow it in. It's not going to inflict upon you. It only comes in as you ask, as you allow, as you do the inner work to receive so that you can experience that greater oneness. And I have found that it is only through the experience of that flow, that loving river, that I awaken. And it truly does heal those emotional disturbances. That it heals my ignorance, my unknowing, the belief systems that have entrapped me into the world, that it heals and frees all these illusions of separation. <coughs> Simply make the choice 
and then simply do the inner work, take the actions, do the loving, prime the pump, and be ready to experience the divine. Oh, guess I'm done. <laughs> You're on a timetable? <laughs> yeah, I got the first hour, you get the next. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad what, I get equal share. What is the hour? <laughs> it is the hour. I don't remember. An hour. An <laughs> This is our loving. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Time's up. Quick, you better start talking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's interesting, what Brian was sharing is really a profound teaching for us to all pay attention to and to look and see how to apply it to our own lives. And it's not just for us to share it, but it's also for us to live it. We must live the teachings first. We must experience them to the fullest so that we can truly share the fullness of that experience. If we do not do that, we share with you a lie. And what we teach with you is a lie. And you will then find that what we share and teach really does not work because it is coming from an incomplete experience, an incomplete truth. We only will share with you that which truly has come alive in us through experience and that we have tested, we have tried it, and we know it to be real, true, and profound along this pathway. And one thing that I have found for myself is that no matter how much I meditate, no matter how high I go, even merging into that divine essence of loving, even seeing the face of God directly, that in the physical form, when I'm in the physical world, I still have physical things to deal with. It's amazing to truly merge into the greater oneness of your own beingness, to merge into your own soul, and to know yourself separate from this physical body, and to know yourself to be something greater than anything in this physical universe, and then to come back into this physical form, being caught up in its limitations and its challenges, and having to deal with those. But I have found that as I do this life, as I do this process of living in this physical form and in this physical creation, that as long as I hold to that essence of loving first and ever look up into the divine that I am and allow myself to look from that greater perspective of the divine soul into all that is taking place, I find my life to be one that is simple, and grace-filled. It's when I get caught up in my mind, my emotions, and my body, and its processes, that I find that I go into limitation, into separation, into whatever that might be for me in the moment. Any spiritual teacher who is truly a spiritual teacher on this pathway will be very honest with you and tell you that as long as they are in a physical form, they have their physical process and that they are going to walk through their physical process just like everyone does. 
But that is a part of this creation, and that is a part of our spiritual journey, is to be in these physical forms and to walk through these physical processes in order to complete our journey and our experience here to its fullest. And so I find that at times, as I am walking through this creation, I am dealing not just with serving God and serving the spiritual essence that is wanting to manifest itself through the action of initiation, through the action of sharing, through assisting those that wish to hear of this pathway and doing that action. But I also have my own personal process to deal with as well. And really and truly, it's all one and the same. I have found that everything I have gone through has not been just for me, but it has been so that I can better understand the greater truth of who I am in God and who God is in me, that I might share that with others and that they might begin to break free of the limitations that the mind, the emotions, and the body has put upon the consciousness of the soul. And so, as I walk through this life, and as you walk through this life with me, and as I walk through this life with you, I honor who you are in any given moment. Happy, sad, in anger, in joy, in pain, in upliftment. And whatever is going on with you, I honor that because I know that that's right where you need to be and that is where you are going to learn and grow and prosper in the spirit. And I hold for you in that. And it's very interesting, this whole process, over the last few months especially, that I have been going into a greater action of service with those that are seeking the inner pathway. I am very aware in my meditations of individuals and their processes. And I'm also very aware that in the past, I would reach out physically to people, call them up and say, hey, what's going on? How can I help? What's, what, what's taking place that you're challenged by? And do all I could to assist in that way. But now it's different. Now I hold in the loving for people. I hold for you in your process that you might see, that you might choose, that you might find that way through whatever it is inside of you or in the world that is causing separation, that is causing pain, that is causing confusion, that is causing fear or judgment. And find your way through it into that greater glory that is the divine loving in you. And I find that as I hold for people, that the greater loving does truly come forward and does begin to assist people in their movement in a greater way than if I do it physically. And I find people just moving gradually, gently, lovingly into new experience, into new opportunity, choosing into them rather than resisting. And I find 
that those things that we have shared over the years here, those tools to assist the soul in its journey here, truly do work. And when we do pick them up, and we do use them regularly in our daily lives, that life does get simpler and easier. And I have found for myself that it's true for me as well. I have to constantly remind myself in this physical body, in these physical challenges of this creation, to pick up those tools and to use them. To forgive myself for the judgments I place on myself. To forgive this creation and its limitations that it seems to create for me at times. To choose into acceptance. To choose not getting involved in those areas of this creation that want to call my soul into the mind, to be involved with the mind, to get caught up in the energy of the mind and of this creation, and to be looking more downward and outward, trying to find solution, trying to assist, trying to make things happen. But rather move into acceptance and to allow things to be just as they are so that the lessons can truly be lived out to their fullest, without my having to be involved in them, unless I need to be involved with them for my own learning. And so I'm finding that as I move on this journey, this continual journey, that there are certain things I'm very responsible for within myself and with others. The things I have responsibility for with myself is to take care of my physical body, to honor it, to love it, to appreciate it, to do all I can to assist it in its experiential journey here. And to look at it and see that this is truly a divine instrument, a gift that was given to me by God to come into this creation, to have experience here, and to realize and to remember constantly that I am not this body, that I am using this body to have experience here, and that one day I will let go of it. But while I have hold of it, it's for me to do whatever I can to nurture it, to love it, to take care of it. And over and over and over, I have looked up to God and said, but God... You take care of it. You do it. Bring me a spiritual healing. Take these things away from me. Bring these things to me. And all the time I'm requesting of God those things, God says, and you do it for yourself. That's your body. You nurture it. You take care of it. You do what you need to do to maintain it in its proper health and balance and well-being so that it can move forward and fulfill what it came here to do as an instrument of the soul. And several times over my lifetime, I have resisted going to doctors, having to have surgeries, having to take care of dental work and whatever, because I didn't want to go through those physical things that was required to take care of this physical form. And I would resist, and I would fight, and I would complain to God, and I would say, but come on, Lord, 
you can do this, you can heal this, you can feel that cavity, you can take care of these things. But what I've learned through all of this is that this is a physical form. This is a physical matter. And so we take care of it in a physical way. It would be great if we didn't need to eat all this food that we seem to have to put in our mouths to keep these bodies alive, to keep them energized and going. But we do. And if we don't feed these physical forms, they are going to wither and die because they are not getting the nourishment that they need. It would be wonderful if we could just partake of that spiritual food and let it feed us. Drink of this water. Eat of this bread. And you will thirst no more, and you will hunger no more. That's what has been offered us as a spiritual statement upon this journey of life. The only thing is that the waters of spirit and the water, uh, the food of bread of spirit are for the spirit. They nurture and feed the spirit. They don't nurture and feed the physical form to that place where the body can maintain itself. And as above, so below. So now we also see that we also have waters in the world and bread in the world that we feed the physical form so that it is nourished and it is maintained. So I've been looking at all this in my daily life as I continue on this journey for myself. I am ever growing. I am ever learning. As long as you're in a physical form, there's more to do. There's more to experience. There's never an end in sight. Why is that? Well, throughout all the eons of our incarnations here, we have created a lot of creations. And we are responsible for every action and every reaction that we have brought forward in our experiential journey. And when we come into this life, we carry with us all of that essence of our incarnations with us ever looking to be fulfilled, ever looking to be brought to completion, to quiet. And so as long as we're in the physical form, we always have more to bring to quiet, more to bring to completion. And one thing I am finding more and more in my daily life is the easiest way to do that is to sit in meditation daily. Find that place of centeredness, of quiet, of loving, of peace, where God dwells within his soul. Connect into that. Live into that. And then wake up that into this creation, into this body experience, and take that with you in the day. And then whatever comes present in the daily life, you will be able to move into that from a different place, from a different reference, 
of experience than you might otherwise. And you will find neutrality, quiet, peace, entering into all things.